0: going on guys anthony from heavy metal over six pack here uh what we have here is our maiden of metal for this month of january and we got the opportunity to speak with lena scissorhands of infected rain so um enjoy maiden of metal I don't even have to say anything. They tell you. <laughs> All
1: right. So now sorry. anything that you say, Lena, the, we, uh, we own it now.
0: Oh, sorry, okay.
2: Sorry. <laughs> so you you tried to tell me you didn't hire this uh, sexy woman saying, this meeting has been recorded. <laughs> nope.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: this is the Heavy Metal Over a Six-Pack Podcast. Uh, we are actually excited to be joined by uh, Lena from the uh, band Infected Rain. Good afternoon again, Len. I know it's weird doing the uh, the hellos twice.
2: <laughs> That's okay. Hello, hello.
1: Um, first thing, congratulations on the new album. Yes,
2: thank you. As thank far you as
1: know. as far as I'm concerned, it is the initial album of 2022 because it's the first thing that I have seen that actually has the 2022 tag yeah. on it. So I know really <laughs> you are the first metal album of the year. How does that feel?
2: It feels fantastic, and I love that. Uh, we already made uh, some charts and I'm like, how is that? Who is in that chart even like right. how many bands, uh, you know, released stuff in the first week, even if there are many it's like, it's just only been one day. Come on guys. Like I know not <laughs> want to push my ego, but come on. <laughs> right,
0: right, right. No, definitely. Definitely.
1: How would you compare to your other releases? Lena, how would you, how would you describe this album?
2: This album is very interesting because uh, I think it's still the same infected rain that everybody was uh, used to and accustomed to. Our sound, our point of view, our um, heaviness and stuff like that. However, I think this album is... um, a little bit more in your face if that makes sense um, and the reason being is mainly obviously um, the times we live in and it, we had so much to say we had so much to let out uh, both music wise and lyric wise uh, I think we had enough time to give it a proper Um, attention and we had no deadlines um, so we worked as much as we wanted on this material. Not that we ever felt rushed before, don't don't get me wrong. We always know about a potential album release way in advance, we have enough time to work on it. However, you do have like a date and you work towards that date, right? It's never like a month or two, it's a lot in advance. So, uh, you know, I don't know how much actually fans and listeners, know how these things work. But when you work with the label, you sit together, you come up with the, um, you are like, hey guys, we are ready to start working on a new album or something. You know, and they're like, oh, okay. They have a lot of bands. So they look through their schedule, what times would be best. They ask you how much time you think you need. And then they look in their schedule and they tell you, they give you a couple of options. So it's very flexible. Nobody uh, holds a gun at your head and right. you like, you better deliver. No, <laughs>
0: yeah, no, exactly. You know, well, good, so
2: though. yeah, no. But with this time, it was very unpre- uh, unpredictable. Nobody knew when is the good time to release. When is the good time? Uh, because everybody was kind of waiting for the times where potentially bands can go back on tour sure, and back sure. on the road. So obviously, it's very important to present and promote your uh, album through tours it's very important because we felt that with the prior album uh, we had an album in the late 2019 uh, called endorphin and we only went on tour one time with that album that's not enough to promote an album you know for whatever big or small band it is not, a, not. doesn't matter. You need enough time for people to listen to it, get accustomed okay. to it and stuff. So for the, all the effort the money, the time that a band, a label invests in an album, it's just not fair, you know, not right. to be it's... able to promote it, to right. no, exactly, go on exactly. the road with it, you know? No, so absolutely. that's why we didn't know exactly how and when this is gonna happen. So we just took our time. We always write though. We always compose and write. So we just, yeah, took our time, dedicated enough time to every single sound, every single lyrics. Uh, yeah, that's, that's what makes this album a little bit different. Also, I, um, I worked, so me and my band, we worked remotely for the past six years because I moved from Moldova to America. And we learned how to uh, communicate remotely, work, prepare certain things remotely. And then when they are prepared, I fly there and we work on what we need to do together. Yeah. But it's this time the traveling was um, you know, not possible for a while. We right. didn't know when it's going to be possible. So mm-hmm. I had to learn to uh, add even more work remotely. I had to learn how to record myself, which I never done before, right. not many vocalists, do that. When I say not many, I don't say all of them because I know there are many that okay. have their own studio in the house and they are super, super, ha- uh, like um, crafty and handy when it comes mm-hmm. to like programs and equipment. And yeah, yeah. yeah, I yeah. am not. I'm very bad <laughs> with technology, and I really never needed it in the past because sure. we work with the same producer f- since album number one, okay. and um, we prefer to work with him. And I always would. Uh, go to the rec- recording studio, uh, be in my own vocal booth, hear him through my headphones, and work with him. He right. is my critic. He is my, you know, somebody that supports me, somebody Sorry. that like encourages me. He mm-hmm. is super cool. We became super close friends because we've been working together forever. Mm-hmm. So I never needed uh, to learn that, but now I did. So I, I invested time and money um, into equipment the actual space uh itself uh in my house i i uh, built a little vocal booth by myself during the lockdown
0: (laughs) (laughs) why not yeah and then
2: i had to learn from scratch a recording program that is actually super super um complex and not easy especially
0: (laughs) oh
2: yeah obviously i'm only you know um I only had to learn what um, regards the vocals itself, which makes it easier. Mm -hmm. But I had a lot of help from my musicians and from my producer. And it helped me a lot. So basically, I tracked the skeleton main ideas of vocals here because we never knew if I'm even going to be able to go, you know, and when. when. So uh, finally, the restrictions were down, and I was able to actually track everything. But I was on point. Everything was um already settled like before i com i composed and i have the ideas and i go with these ideas to the studio and then we work together like on back vocals on um all that now everything was there everything was already approved by the everybody in the band worked on a lot at home i i also memorized lyrics which is not something like when you have new material you always have lyrics in front of you because it's Mm -hmm. new it's very new fresh right that was that was something super different but um, other than that I think you know the main uh, uh, so I only tell you all the story because I feel like sound wise you can feel something Mm. was done different in this album and I think that's what it is is the time we had so much time to just compose create
0: really build upon it which is good because that's where your creativeness comes from yeah
2: the dedication
0: forgive me for not knowing this information is this the first album of napalm or is this the second
2: second this is the second one with napalm we signed with napalm in uh, uh the very beginning of 2019 and um released a couple of singles then released endorphin and yeah then only went on tour one time pandemic happened we were able to have another tour not too long ago here in America uh, with uh, Butcher Babies um, but it was a tour it wasn't a tour that was supporting that album obviously because it's been mm-hmm. like almost two years apart sure. almost right, right. so obviously that wasn't fair but yeah um, this is album number two uh, and it was released on uh, January 7th oh, for the
0: new year Yes.
1: i've read and heard that um you got you guys as far as like your musical influences are like heavily pretty much everything like around mm-hmm. you like life people movies like anything yeah. that so how with that being said like how 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 much of the last 2 years of the the state of the world affected this album
2: very much yeah as i just mentioned very much some of the lyrics are um like like so in your face about it like especially with the song uh, the realm of chaos and everlasting lethargy uh, never the same as well a little bit post-mortem yeah these songs are very very much about what's going on in the world not just because of the this virus we are all fighting this monster that we are all fighting but in general what happened with people society nature uh so many riots uh, so many uh fires in the nature so much was going on it was a, a very difficult to digest
0: yeah no, definitely but it avoids the politic part of it too you know what i mean that's just everywhere which
2: is yeah. Good. yeah yeah
1: you guys have been around for uh, for quite a while now it's like oh seven oh eight, I believe you guys originated. if I may ask your your you guys' home country uh, Moldova yeah so a a community that doesn't have a whole lot of uh much of a metal scene like coming out of it how does a metal band form when there's not much of a metal scene existing
2: yeah um. We actually uh, released, this is our year, uh, like our anniversary, 13 years since we are on stage. We had our first show in 2008 and we released a documentary where we actually explain a lot about it. And um, I know not many people um, knew certain things like that, but- um, Can you plug the
1: documentary? I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. Can you plug the documentary?
2: Can you what? I'm sorry.
1: Can you plug the documentary, like what it's called, where where it might be? Oh out?
2: yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's called the Devil's Dozen, uh, dedicated okay. to our anniversary. It was only released online. Uh, it's not uh, available anymore. It was okay. released um, uh, only for eight days. Eventually, uh, because we had so much love for it, eventually I think we will release it on uh, a hard copy. Yeah. Um, because yeah, we had. A very good reaction to it, and and so much support. Even everybody on the label absolutely loved it. We filmed and produced it by ourselves. Uh, it's a three-hour movie, so. It's a long one. Yeah, and <laughs> uh, yeah, but anyways, um, I only mentioned that because not many people realize that um, it's not the same for bands especially in the beginning um, if you come up in different countries right if you compare different countries it's the path will be different also because of the country where you start not necessarily just because of that but also because of that now uh, me saying that I mean that there are countries with a lot of possibilities for artists in general, specifically musicians, and then do, they don't care if you are heavy-sounding band. They don't care. You know, They are not right. going to judge you because of that. There are other countries, like Eastern European countries, some, not all of them, but some Eastern European countries, especially the ex-USSR countries, uh, we still have older generation that is very, very, very judgmental when it comes to everything that is out of ordinary, especially heavily tattooed, heavily sounding people, they're right away um, thinking satanic uh, and stuff like that. Now, again, I'm not generalizing, I'm saying the majority of ex-USSR country, which Moldova is an ex-USSR country and uh, older generation, like um, the majority of people around my parents' age or like grandparents' age, for them is way more difficult to accept that. That also is one of the reasons why there is no program or support from any cultural thing uh, from the, like the, that you know the that i don't know the government um invented for the younger generation to help them or whatever mm-hmm. none i will tell you more than that we don't even have venues to play right, like right. zero in the whole country there yeah. are a couple <laughs> of venues that you could rent for an event or two but they don't care about promo- It's not an alternative bar or um, pub or um, an actual venue meant for shows in general. You will have to rent everything. And sometimes, even if you sell out your show, there's not going to be enough money to pay off everything you rent. Really? Wow. That's how crazy that is. It's crazy. Now, it wasn't always like that. Here and there, there are brave people that actually put love and intent and they open a venue, sure. but unfortunately they don't survive for long. Yeah. It's just, that's the reality of things, you know? Um, that being said, when we started back in the day, there was another very big, big thing that was uh, holding us back. And uh, when I say holding back, I mean the travel uh, uh, restrictions. There <laughs> were so many. Specifically for uh, my country, uh, citizens of Moldova needed visa, a actual visa for for which you go to the embassy, talk with the people there, provide a bunch of documents, and pay a bunch of money, <laughs> just to be able to go on tour. And for each country in European community, you needed an, a visa. Wow. Even for our neighbors, uh, Romania, yeah. which is literally two hours driving from the capital mm-hmm. uh, to the you know, first c- bigger city, not far at all. Even for, for Romania, we used to need a visa, which was super difficult to get because, you know, um, it's not in general, it's not easy to... Um, Uh, get approved for a visa especially if you're a small band independent they don't care about that you know we managed to travel a little bit but only in uh, I think 2000 I want to say 12 or 2000 13, I don't remember exactly when that rule was put down and all we needed to do is we needed to change our passports for biometrical passports. And now European community was actually um, 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 easier to travel in the European community for Moldovan citizens. So that's when we started finally uh, touring a little. So after four or five years of our career, we only could finally tour some we we could tour you know ukraine and russia because we didn't need a visa for that Uh, play a show here and there in moldova but that's it super little exposure super little practice hey um performing on stage needs practice for you to be better so we couldn't even do that we would practice in our rehearsal studio a lot but that's Mm -hmm. not the same that's not no Absolutely. You know, so that's a long story. I mean, Moldova is absolutely beautiful country, amazing people, a lot of talented musicians, and in general, people of art. But unfortunately, it's still a very poor country. The economics are super low. It's not easy to survive there. Like, I had to work on two or three jobs in order for our band my and my musicians worked hard too right, in sure. order for our band to record the first album really? wow. because we didn't have any income right, to yes. uh, invest you know because we were fresh and new sure. so we didn't have like merchandise sales or something like that that you right. could like take that and invest in something invested, new.
0: invested yeah yeah it's, it's well, not easy
2: you know no, not at all and, um And that was like that for years. And even after we started touring, it took a lot of everything. It took a lot of time for us to actually even generate any money that we could actually share between us. In fact, we share that information in our documentary after eight years, I believe. Yeah, after eight years of existence as a band, for the first time, we shared a little bit of money between us, money that we didn't have to invest again. Because what we did is for for years, we just invested the money that we just made again and again and again. Back into it. Yeah, so, and it's not easy because we lose jobs. Not many people want to wait for you when you go on tour. So ah, crazy times, man, crazy times. That is crazy.
1: Well, maybe one of those if nobody's told you this before, we're very happy that you've emerged. Oh, this. Thank
0: you. <laughs> the dedication shows. So.
1: No, I've, I've actually, I've been a big fan of you guys for, uh, for many years. So like, this is uh this is very exciting to be able to actually talk to you.
2: Thank you. I appreciate that so much.
1: Um, so with that being said, I believe the, uh, did you have any follow any questions of the band Anthony? no, I think it's you know, so not the point too much. The purpose of the segment here is our made in the metal, and we would like to really definitely do like more you personally,
2: mm-hmm. okay,
1: as a, as a musician, if that's if we if we may, yeah, of course. So we have a series of relatively you know normal questions and then like we'll do some of our off off the wall like mm-hmm. oddball stuff that like we're we like to think that we're known for kind of a thing
0: <laughs> the one time we did it that we're known for <laughs> stop it anthony sorry sorry uh, um Where go to go
1: infected rain's your first band
2: yes i never never performed or tried to sing prior to infected rain
1: so how did you become a vocalist
2: it was just uh, the classic uh, friends uh, type of like, I was just asked by a friend of a friend and uh, Vidik, my guitar player, uh, he had a friend which was actually in the band as a DJ for the first couple of years of the band you can see him in our very first music video judgmental trap they were best friends and they were just rehearsing putting some stuff together making some heavier uh um, like heavy sounding electronic covers of some other bands and i was just you know there asked to sing for fun and i did and then we did it a couple of times and that uh, guy he he was the one telling me hey should probably see a a, a singing teacher because there's something about your voice you you need to just learn how to use that Mm -hmm. i was like oh shit really what no way you know but that thing just kept i don't know growing that seed was growing in my brain little
0: seed in there yeah
2: So I did. I found a vocal teacher. I started, uh, you know, rehearsing with them more and more. We started uh, creating our own songs and think that's it. The three of us in the beginning. And then we, you know, had other musicians join. Okay. All right.
1: Well, that's okay. fantastic no that's awesome
2: mm-hmm.
1: right place right time yeah no, exactly I guess so <laughs> that's yeah a good guess
0: so. Way to put it.
2: it was never planned I swear although I I had uh, a lot of musicians uh friends at that time specifically in my life uh surrounding me uh but I still never imagined or tried to be a musician or anything I'm like that
0: different. right no exactly so I mean Prior to that, were you, were you into the music scene? Were you, you know, on your, as a personal, just, like, listening? Was it?
2: Just listening. Yeah, I would go to local shows if they were happening. I would just listen to a lot of metal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I started listening to heavier sounding bands, uh, just alternative sounding bands in the beginning, around when I was, like, 13. And then, little by little, it went, like, heavier. And, yeah. Okay,
0: all right. What
1: was your favorite band when you were 13?
2: Nirvana. Really? Nirvana. Okay. Yeah.
0: Uh, on the grudge side. Okay. All right. That's All right. So typical. That's so <laughs> typical. Yeah, I
1: know
2: it is. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm just I,
0: kidding. It,
2: yeah I still I still love that band very much.
0: Alright, so um if obviously if if the music thing didn't happen, let's say that seed wasn't planted where do you think you'd be? Did you have a direction you were going? Oh yeah, was it- I
2: was already actually um, working. And oh. um, at that time, uh, for years actually, um, I started working at 16 as a mm-hmm. hair, uh, hairdresser and then okay. slowly I became a hair makeup artist. Gotcha. I worked with like photographers and like it was super fun. Something I yes. absolutely loved and yeah. I, I thought that that would be my path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I did it um, with the band for a while because yeah. uh, the people I worked with, they were very supportive and mm-hmm. they understood and they were waiting for me when I would go on tour for a while. And then when it became like a lot, I knew I couldn't do it anymore.
0: Right, right, right. What a you yeah. oh, Okay. What's well, neat that you could have kind of like pushed them together a bit too. I mean, yeah, obviously I you can in promote a bit. Sure. And, yeah, that's but awesome. only
2: for the first six or seven years of the band, band's existence, yeah. Yeah. Yes, that's awesome.
1: You know what's cool about that, though, and like correct me if I'm wrong. Like, I mean the there's a lot of visuals now in the in the music industry. Yeah. It's, it's right. not so so much relying on like the music. Like, you have to actually present either like uh, not only just the sound, but you have to actually present the. um Why am I losing the word?
0: Present the. The visual, I guess, uh, um, yeah, the visual the aspect personality of, it, uh, of the, the band. The, yeah. I guess, I guess, <laughs> so, the, the, the way you're going for no, Such it's a lousy question. Very, very
2: handy. I, I see what you're trying to say. It's very handy because I create all the looks for the music video, and mm-hmm. even if sometimes I actually get help into putting them together just because it's impossible to do it yourself sometimes. Mm -hmm. I have some colleagues from back in the day that I still talk to. And when I'm in Moldova shooting and I know I won't be able to do it myself or I don't have enough time for it, I always hire them and obviously pay them for that, give them a shout out when the uh, music video comes out. But for the majority, I do it myself. Mm -hmm. And for all of them, I create those looks prior like i put the ideas down either sure. just in rhythm form or i can just like draw terribly <laughs> <laughs> like yeah
1: stick figures with the right idea and always get it done it's
2: true oh yeah if yeah. you know what you're you going
0: for uh-huh. it makes sense yeah. absolutely so um so obviously you go by is it lena scissorhands right that's
2: yeah so lena scissorhands um, Hands uh, is people. Is, that's what it came from when I was 16. And actually, I finished the hairdressing school when I was 15. And um, it's, it's almost a year of studying. And I did that together with high school. A lot of people don't know that I didn't mm-hmm. like I would go in the morning to high school and in the evening to this hairdresser school. Sure. My friends uh, were my guinea pigs and in <laughs> fact, uh, yeah, my friends and my sisters. And when I finished the school, they gave me as a gift a t-shirt with, uh, um, they, you know, they did custom lennoxies or hands on it. Mm-hmm. I used to wear it every time uh, at work a lot. And then- later on when like i created my first email when i created my first like i don't know myspace or whatever it was like first little things online sure, sure. i used that and it just, just kind of stuck, stuck. <laughs> yeah okay all right
0: we were trying to figure it out prior to and we're like oh is it like a was it edward scissor hand thing we weren't sure if
2: that uh, like that's where it rolled from. i'm a big fan of tim burton's movies and sure. specifically that character was super cool and very appropriate at the time so yeah
1: awesome i personally love that movie it's a good one all tim burton stuff's good
2: there you go
1: you obviously have a lot of tattoos lena (laughs) just one just one One, just one massive one one. (laughs) Um, (laughs) how old were you when you got your first one 16 what'd you get
2: I got a little angel on my um shoulder blade over here. Mm-hmm. You can still see it under my wings actually.
0: Okay, that's cool.
1: What's your f- when you actually uh so like all the tattoos like h- how do you pick your subject matter for your for the art that's going to be tattooed on you?
2: It's mainly things that I can relate to um yeah. things that I like things that are, have some sort of history. Uh, It depends, depends what we are talking about. I have a lot of movie related uh, characters that I really, really relate to. And I absolutely love everything about that movie or everything about that character. You know, like right now, for example, I just started a Pennywise portrait. I have a whole horror, kind of entirely horror related uh, leg sleeve planned which okay. has Dracula um, with Gary Oldman. Mm-hmm. It has Queen of the Damned, um, Aaliyah, mm-hmm. uh, played by, by her. It has some monster mouth and some skulls. And now I'm working on Pennywise. Mm-hmm. They're all very massive. So almost my entire leg is already done. I only have one space. And I think that other space is going to be related to the movie The Shining. Okay. Um, so it's just those characters and those movies themselves. I read, you know, like the book for it, it specifically. Okay. I absolutely love how Stephen King uh, invented this like unique form for fear mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. The, and the idea and the concept for the fear itself. Mm-hmm. I love it. And both movies, old and new, are amazing. So, yeah, I mean, it depends. It depends.
1: What would be your visual approach for The Shining? Like what would be the icon so, that you would tattoo?
2: So I love to give full um, uh, freedom to my tattoo artist. The The guy that is working on this leg right now, his name is Miguel Camarillo. Okay. And he is a resident here in Las Vegas, but um, he's he tattooed in other places before. He's super talented and he is absolutely incredible with, uh, scary stuff, <laughs> especially, okay. Okay. um, yeah, so I want to give him freedom because he's insanely talented and I trust him, uh, in my, maybe it's going to be a portrait surrounded by some other small elements because the area is pretty big or maybe it's going, I don't know, I, whatever he wants to do, I want, I mm-hmm. want my artist to be uh, happy and have fun with the tattoo as well, everything related to that movie will make me happy actually
1: okay okay your current ink that you currently have if you had to select an absolute favorite what what's your favorite tattoo that you have on your body
2: um i so, love all of them but i i have special emotional connection with this okay. specific one right here is the power girls mm-hmm. and i uh yeah i um growing up me and my sisters we used to watch that cartoon a lot and play pretend that we are the power girls okay. and we all three of us have one of the characters tattooed on us okay. on the like yeah um so it's my connection with my sisters. I absolutely love my sisters very much. And this tattoo means so much to me. However, I have so many tattoos related to my own band, uh, tattoos related to certain times in my life. So yeah, I love everything I have on my body.
0: Okay. Um, Kind of slight off the tattoo, I would assume that you were into the horror genre when it comes to movies those would be your preferred or
2: movies very much and for me to choose a specific uh, genre is very difficult okay so I like horror movies just as much as I like uh, metal music but do I listen to other genres of course I do that's why of course I watch other movies as well with a a lot of pleasure you know I find it uh, very interesting to actually uh, expand your like um, absolutely. choices when yeah, it comes yeah. to that you know what i mean so yeah
0: okay very
2: good uh you know i love disney movies so much oh, yeah. just as much as i you know can enjoy a horror movie i will enjoy a disney, disney movie
0: okay no, yeah. nothing wrong with that
2: absolutely options yeah, open. I think so too. same with music you know like if you ask me I love so many different bands in different genres. Sometimes mm-hmm. like people would be amazed to look at my playlist in my phone.
0: Good mix.
1: What's your favorite Disney movie right now? Like if you were to turn around and turn on the TV and turn on a Disney movie, what would it be?
2: Um, I think I, okay, so I love The Lion King. It has mm-hmm. a very special place in my heart because it was the very first one that I watched as a child. I didn't see many Disney movies as a child. Mm -hmm. But this one, we watched so many times with my sisters and cried. Even adults were crying watching it. That was super cool. I do have a tattoo related to it. I love Pinocchio. I love some princess uh, movies as Mm -hmm. well. Like, for example, Snow White is like... (sighs) such an incredible movie and if you think about it, it came out at 39 or 38 <clears throat> i don't want to be like i'm not 100 percent sure but sometimes around that and it was the first full-length animated movie
0: yeah it's especially, in color, especially
2: in color too yeah everything about it is really cool you know the story the the how they put it together and um yeah it's really cool
1: so you're an old soul as far as the disney movies
2: not really, no. Out of newer ones, I really, really like Zootopia a lot Zootopia because it's, yeah, it, it has such a strong message and it's so important for people to know that message. And mm-hmm. especially for kids growing up, you have to know that everything Sorry. is- Almost everything is possible if you put the right um, intent and the right uh, work into it. Sure. It's possible, you know? So, uh, yeah, I love Big Hero 6 very That's much. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, I even have that tattooed on me. You? Love it, love it, love it. Um, yeah. Okay. Beautiful,
0: beautiful. Um, kind of a small personal thing. Um, mm-hmm. Pets, animals, cats, dogs, do you have any...
2: Yes, I have a mini schnauzer. Her name is Luna. She's actually a service animal. She's awesome. incredible. Almost 3 years old. She's right there laying like uh like she's uh, on the beach Like that. <laughs> all kinds and, of. Uh, yeah. She's, she's my baby. She's uh my partner in crime. The <laughs>
0: awesome. Very good.
1: So, if we were to take it up all your time, obviously today is uh today is a Saturday. What would a normal Saturday be in your in your normal day in life?
2: Honestly,
1: how do you, how do you I,
2: entertain yourself? Honestly, I don't really, uh, you know, it's, it's different for people that work from home. So, when I'm not on tour, I obviously work from home and I do everything from home. I, that being said, I uh, kind of do my own schedule, although the majority of my work uh, is happening in the first part of the day because of the time difference with Europe. Okay. And I have to, like, you know, do certain things while they're still awake and don't go to bed. Right, right. So <laughs> so I don't thing. think I look at it that way. I don't think my weekends, like, that's that's also the reason why I uh, scheduled this interview with you guys on a Saturday. Because I don't really do more. If I feel like doing something special, I don't care if it's a Monday. You You'll, know what Yeah, I mean? you just
0: do it. Yeah, yeah.
2: I'll just do, go for it. So, sure. like... I have some work to do today, hopefully, you know, some running, some errands, but like tomorrow is a good day uh, for me, uh, not because it's Sunday, but because of the plans I have, the things I have to do. It's a good day for me to actually finally go hiking because it's been forever. I really love hiking, and uh, not being able to go for a while. Um, it's not good for my mental health.
0: <laughs> so to get outside a little bit it's nice. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Should we go with the oddballs? Go for it, buddy. What do you have? Nope, you're good.
1: Okay, so we usually do uh, this segment like when anytime we talk to like an artist, it's uh, six questions not related to your music. Okay. <laughs> or not directly related to your music. They sometimes get like a little bit weird, but Something it's a, the but it, <laughs> this is uh this is how like we uh, do our uh, get to know the artist segments. Okay. Kind of a thing.
2: Let's try.
1: It. So the fir- yeah, we'll try it. <laughs> <laughs> The first question I'll ask is, let's do, um, if you are on death row, what is the last meal request?
2: Meal. Uh, Avocado toast.
0: It's
2: quick. I just love it so much. And it's (laughs) super easy to make, super simple. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, uh, like, I'm vegan, so everything that is uh, plant-based makes me happy. So
0: yeah. Awesome.
1: Okay. I know you mentioned you had a dog, Yes. but if your biggest dream, like if you were able to be like put in a room, like a room full of puppies, a room full of cats or a room full of snakes, what would be your preference?
2: Um, I'm not afraid of snakes, so that wouldn't bother me. Um, I, yeah, I love cats and dogs kind of the same, but because I'm a, uh, dog owner right now, I will choose dogs. Because I just, you know, I I used to have both throughout my life. But right now, I have a special, like, love for dogs. Mm -hmm. Okay. Perfect. Perfect.
1: If you could choose a superhero, uh, excuse me, if you could choose a superhero power, what would it be?
2: Uh, I don't think it exists, the one that I like the most. Try so the, if, if, if I could have a superpower, would be to make people stop lying.
0: Okay. Well, it's like a Wonder Woman thing. Doesn't she do the, the lasso of truth, right?
2: Maybe. I don't As,
0: know. Uh, but if that. we
2: have to choose from classic ones, I'll go with the classic, I want to fly. It so would cool. be so cool. That would be
0: oh, cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Just,
2: instead of going <laughs> through airports. <laughs> just leave. dealing with all the people. you was just <laughs> like, bye. If <Whatever>
0: you want. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>
1: All right. I have fun with this one. So let's uh, let me paint the picture for you. Let's say you, you run into an evil witch and she casts a spell on you. From here on out, when you listen to any kind of music, you will not be able to hear one element of the song. Either the vocals, the guitars or the drums. What would you be able to do without for the rest of your life?
2: uh what would i be able to do just listen the way it is i would still listen to music even if even if you know there's an element that misses like i would still listen to music
1: sure but would you so uh, let you, me elaborate a little bit it's so, like, so do you
2: want me to choose out of this yeah. three
1: I don't yeah think. like which oh. one would you be able to let go of i want you to hurt one of your band people's fa- feelings
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would, uh, and say i
1: would never have to hear your guitar again and i would never i would be fine <laughs> with that.
2: no actually there are many instrumental bands that sound absolutely amazing without vocals so if i really have to get rid of one you know i, I know i will still have fun listening to just melodies without mm-hmm. the vocals
1: it's amazing how many vocalists we talk to that actually take out the vocals really true sorry yeah. well
2: it's 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 not not at all connected to me having this job you know it's just the fact that just take the drums out what is it gonna sound is it it's gonna sound still good but boring yeah there's not much not gonna be able to listen it. to too many songs right. and vice versa you know same with guitars and stuff
0: mm-hmm. so All right,
1: this one might be a little bit hard. Let's say you're alone in your car. I want a guilty pleasure song, something that you would blast on your radio that your fans may not anticipate you would ever listen to.
2: It would be either Michael Jackson with uh, anything, really. Any, like, Dirty Diana or... (laughs) um, uh Billy Jean. It does like the thriller, any of these. Or it would be um, Queen.
0: Queen, absolutely.
2: Yeah, with a with, oh. with the Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um
1: You're right up Anthony's alley with that mm-hmm. one. He loves, he loves Queen.
2: Yeah, I love Queen. I'm definitely, I'm definitely uh thinking about getting a tattoo related to this band. Yeah, definitely. Um yeah, something like that. Like that that would be like a hey when i wake up in the morning this is what i play for like while i prepare breakfast is the beatles or a queen or like michael jackson like that older stuff like that
0: yeah okay nothing wrong with that
1: you've obviously had the opportunity to travel to many places in the world this is uh this is our last of the six questions because they're heavy metal over six pack we do everything in sixes um What would, what would you say is your favorite or most inspiring place in the world?
2: Well, out of the places I've been or even places I haven't been?
1: Uh, hmm. Good counter question.
2: <laughs> yeah, because out of the places I've been, I have an answer. And out of the places I haven't been, there are a couple of places that I heard a lot, seen a lot online and really hope to be there eventually to explore, you know?
1: Can we have both answers?
2: Absolutely. Uh, okay. So out of the places I've been in general throughout my life, I absolutely adore uh, visiting, exploring um, Hawaii uh, for the nature, for the um, climate, for everything. It's just so much like it's more wild. It's more like it's really awesome. I love it. Um, and out of places I've never been, I really want to visit New Zealand. Mm. Okay,
1: it's very nice. See, that wasn't so bad. We survived. Those are my six oddball questions,
2: <laughs> or my no, my, my
1: my my six pack of questions are not necessarily about like your music. That's okay. Have anything else on your list?
0: Well, I think that's it. I think we touched upon mostly everything.
1: Lena, what's uh, what's the future look like for uh, Infected Rain?
2: <laughs> that's a difficult question because <laughs> the future is unpredictable nowadays
1: true, true. So, I, under- um, I understand what what do we hope the future looks like <laughs> right, we right, right. hope there that
2: we all our plans uh are going to happen we are planning to tour the world uh, in this year we have a lot of places we've never been in plan and stuff like that uh, but yeah other than that just just yeah just getting back into doing what we love the most
0: awesome
1: um, this is a good opportunity like for, for our listeners that may or may or may not have uh, heard heard you got either um, your stuff, your band stuff, or your personal stuff. Are there any pages or anything you would like to plug or anywhere that we should send our fans?
2: I would say just go to infectedrain.com and that will link you and direct you everywhere else. Perfect.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Um, if you'll give us two minutes after like we go off air, but like, prior to that thank you very much for taking your time like on, you your, on your on your saturday me. afternoon like uh, uh this this is phenomenal like we, we love talking to you i i love what i've heard so far the new record I, I started great. i it's started awesome. streaming it pretty much right when it came out
0: thank you. and
1: I'm a, I'm a huge black gold fan like that's probably like what that's mm-hmm. been on like one of my playlists for like yep. a very long time yep. so okay so, so thank you for that and thank you for uh <laughs> absolutely. i absolutely
2: have a, uh I have a lot of fun playing that song live.
1: What's your favorite song that you do? Uh,
2: there's You can do that, too. A loaded no, question. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, there are some songs that are just, like, amazing mm-hmm. to play live. You have so much mm-hmm. fun, like um, Sweet Sweet Lies or Black Gold. Uh, you know, those are, like, super live shows. Sure. Uh, I'm sorry, songs. Uh, some other songs are more like, okay, just to listen to in your headphones and stuff you know like mm-hmm. i i genuinely am a big fan of my band honestly because i know how much it was put behind it and for it to be where it is and what it is and to sound the way it sounds so i love it i very often listen to it yeah good thing
1: we recommend all of our listeners download not only the whole entire catalog but the new mm-hmm. the new uh, and i'm i'm so embarrassed. Ekdisis? Ekdisis. Hecticis. I put the wrong syllable. But, Lena, thank you very much again thank you you. for the time. That is the end of this episode. Thank you for tuning in to another exciting episode of Heavy Metal Over a Sick Pack Podcast. Marcus, Dave, and Anthony signing off. Check out the podcast at H-O-O-A 6-P-A-C-K dot automatic dot email hmoa6pack at gmail.com like and follow us on facebook instagram and twitter thank you for listening we'll see you next time